podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. If you want legendary service, if you, you want, want sweeter discounts, save by bundling auto and home with insurance. Hello and welcome to this Foot Weekly content pod. On this one, I'm joined by two foot legends and the foot coach. Despite a lighter content week, there's still plenty to discuss. We look at which SBCs are best from Cannavaro and Carlos to Kaka and Akotcha. Plus, are fullbacks worth spending coins on? And of course, discussion on improving weekend league rewards. I'm your host, Ben, and you'll hear all that and more on this week's Foot Weekly podcast, brought to you by the pod's supporters. Hello and welcome to week 16 of the Foot Weekly podcast. A strange week because we actually haven't had a traditional promotion. We've had a few SBC players, which we'll get into, but less to discuss on the content front than perhaps there normally would be. But I'm sure we'll find plenty to talk about, as we always do. I'll introduce our regulars first. Japes, uh, welcome to the pod. How are we doing? I'm good. I can't believe that you would say that there's not much to discuss from the content side because I think there's a lot of hype building around the uh, impending Thomas Muller SBC that has to be included <laughs> with team of the year because I still don't understand why he wasn't included in the voting. So I'm, I'm sure that everybody's just so hyped for this SBC that has to be coming, EA. It has to be (laughs) coming. Uh, But yeah, glad to be back on the pod. Yeah, you say that. We recorded the Icon Roundtable last night and uh, yeah, multiple people mentioned that as if it was a certainty. So you've definitely uh, (laughs) built Mm. up enough. Mm. (laughs) It feels like it has to happen now. Uh, Let's introduce our our next regular. And that is, of course, uh, Steve Stokes, the foot coach. Welcome. Yeah. Hi, Ben. Time on a tradition. I'll start off with a disagreement with Japes. I think that it's been a really quiet, slow week. A few SBCs, none of them particularly appealing. The objectives card, again, not terribly appealing, but I'm sure we'll find plenty to talk about. Uh, Spoken like a true full-time streamer, I think. Uh, A lot of people (laughs) saying they're happy for a a bit of a break, but... uh... Talking of which, we have Kazooie on the pod, which is a real pleasure, and he's streaming regularly on Facebook Gaming these days. Hello, Kazooie. What's up, everyone? I'm uh, I'm happy to be back on the pod again. Yeah, it's been a while, yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been a little while, but you know, whenever I'm on, I'm uh, I'm enjoying myself and having a good time. So glad to be on again. Great to hear. Without a doubt, one of my most watched FIFA YouTubers over the years. So yeah, real pleasure. Let's get into our first question then, which, considering the content week we've had, I think is a good one. Uh, Rick is asking. Japes, what would you recommend as an upgrade to his Keurig coffee machine, which he says he's got a bit tired of? <laughs> oh, see, that's a that's a tough one. I think if you're if you're just looking for a quality machine that's going to do a good job, I really like the Technovorm, but okay. I have like a super obnoxious automated pour over machine uh, called a Ratio, which my wife and I decided to pay far too much for. And I actually would say I would not recommend because it's, it's awesome and terrible all in the same. Uh, and we were kind of one of like the early adopters, probably one of the first like hundred people to purchase one of them. So mm. I would go, you know, the Technovorum is one that is tried, true, trusted, and you really can't go wrong. Big shout out to a kettle and instant coffee from me. <laughs> uh, I, oh 
you know, I, you know there, are, there are very few statements that'll tell you everything you need to know about a person. And I think that might be classified as one of them. <laughs> I think uh, probably a bit of a sweeping statement, but interest in coffee quality is not quite as high in the UK as it is in the US. But uh, Australia beats both, I think, by a long distance. But yeah, uh, probably enough of the coffee chat for now. Yeah, you can, Rick, you can shoot me a message on Twitter if you want to get, get real into the weeds on coffee. I'm sure you have plenty of takes on that. Quite a few people have mentioned the coffee chat whenever we brought it up. So uh, there we go. But let's move on to something a bit more significant, I suppose. Uh, the first thing I actually wanted to bring up is not Team of the Year related uh, at the moment, but it's the fact that they added those red picks into objectives, right? So they have a, a new addition to objectives, which means you can get a player pick at uh, 10 wins at 16 wins and at 22 wins uh, an increase in the number of players you can choose from each time now i guess that's nice uh, the cynic in me thinks this must mean there's been a drop off in weekend league engagement right they're trying to get people back into it mm. uh, which is kind of interesting so uh, i think it'd be just good to hear from people how people are feeling about weekend league in terms of the rewards because i think it's something that people bring up all the time that the rewards just aren't good enough and also, you know, what your thoughts are, I suppose, on these little player pick objectives that they've added as well. Japes, do you want to kick us off on this? Sure. I actually am not thinking that this batch is a drop off in weekend league so much as a we want you back for team of the year uh, coming mm. up. And it's like, a hey, look at these sweet picks. We're going to give you all these new cards that you can play with. And oh, by the way, here's our biggest promo of the year that happens to be following that up. So that would be my uh, take on the cadence there. The idea of giving people team of the week picks during weekend league, I think is really, really good. The overarching problem here is that team of the week players the direction that they've taken with how the upgrades go is just so dull and boring that the you know the real life performances aren't as f like interesting and fun as they used to be because really the usable cards that people get hyped about are based on a promo, right? It's your like foot freeze or it's promos that have absolutely nothing to do with real football because then they give the cards the interesting boost that you wouldn't be able to get from just like a weekend. But like you look at some of the team week cards, right? Griezmann got like plus one across the board and it's like, cool. Mm. Yeah, but I guess the players don't need massive upgrades in order to be desirable. I mean, if Ronaldo was in there, for example, then it wouldn't, he wouldn't need an upgrade. He'd still be really exciting for people, right? Everyone would be wanting to play weekend league for the chance at a Ronaldo. It's just like, this week is such a yeah. I mean, when they're when they're that elite league, level, but like, how often are those elite level cards in there? Mm. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No. Exactly. I think that's the thing. For most players who are playing a lot of weekend leagues, they're going to have quite a strong team. How many team of the weeks are going to have players who are actually going to make it into their squads? Uh, I don't know about you, because you played a fair bit of weekend league this year. Have you seen uh, red picks in people's teams that frequently? Because I feel like compared to past years, I don't really see them that much at all. To be fair. I don't really notice it that much, but I, today when I actually played my games, mm. I did come up against a fair few people who were who were, who were using like Gomez, Pogba, um, I think Carrasco a couple of times as well. Mm. So there definitely are some some players that are usable, but like you said, most of the time anyway, you just can't really use those players that you get from picks. So I think um, it would be better for us anyway, as uh, as like nerds in the FIFA community <laughs> that play the game a lot <laughs> um, yeah. 
to just you know have some some better stuff out there because I feel anyway the whole kind of weekend league system is already kind of outdated at this point with all the promos going on. So yeah, I suppose yeah. the one thing to say is at the moment because it's team of the year coming, a lot of people are using untradeable, so you probably see more red picks out there than normal. But I suppose. I would say that we should see them, um, if you're playing weekend league every weekend, you should end up with one player or two maybe in your team for a good portion of the year because ultimately you're putting a huge amount of time in. Yes, there are other rewards. And I've said before, as strange as this sounds, I would play weekend league even if the rewards were worse because I actually enjoy the competition and the format, which a lot of people find very strange to hear. But I I think you're right about the promo player thing. The promos are putting out really strong and sometimes reasonably priced players. And that's going to mean that Team of the Week particularly looks very outdated. Uh, Steve, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm the sore thumb amongst the four of us, I guess, because I specifically didn't play Weekend League this week. Because of the the additional player picks, I just thought it would be way too sweaty. I thought it would just be too much. So I thought it was a good time to have a week off. Mm. I, I think that the larger point of the the rewards is something that really does merit discussion. And I think that really the, the whole team of the week concept needs a revamp. Uh, mm. I, I see a lot of comments from people complaining how poor the team of the week is. And really it is. I mean, when you look at this week's, there are arguably two cards that would get into teams being um, Depay and Griezmann. But even then, it's a bit of a stretch. The, the, the power creep has been quite steep this year. And I'm, I'm not convinced that they would get into into that many squads, certainly of people who who grind the game to any sort of level. So mm. I think that EA, their hands are kind of tied in that team of the week is necessarily related to real-life performances, and it's obviously not EA's fault if, if Ronaldo isn't getting in team of the week or Neymar or what have you. Mm. But I, I do, I definitely think that, that Weekend League will tail off unless something is done about the rewards because... I think you're the minority, Ben, to be quite honest with you. I think a lot of people do see Weekend mm. League as being a bit toilsome. And I think that at the end of any kind of toil, people just naturally expect to, to be rewarded for it. And I think that people feel like they're not being. Mm. The point that you made about Team of the Week, the players not being good enough, it's EA's own creation not being good enough. This is what you get when you put rewards in every single game mode. You're removing the incentive from people to use interesting players, interesting squads, and things that are perhaps not Mm. best suited to win the game because every, almost every game mode now is based around some type of reward. And so, of course, people are going to want to give themselves the best possible chance that they can to get the reward. And so because of that, the variety is so much less because there are certain players and there are certain tactics and formations that are so, so meta and much stronger than many other aspects of the game that it reduces the overarching variety. And so when you get the team of the week that's out, It's, does this player help me get better rewards the next time I go out for rewards? If the answer is no, then the player isn't, you're never going to see that player. So I I think the, really, as we look at team of the week and as EA looks at team of the week, what I want to see, or because because the core gameplay and the meta is not going to change. It's, the question needs to be asked, how can we make these team of the week players more relevant in our game? 
Yeah, and I think we're all in agreement about Team of the Week not being strong enough. I suppose what we should be thinking about now is what would a suggestion be for how to improve that without, you know, overshadowing promos, mm-hmm. perhaps. Like, I want to have questions in my chat that are, oh, Japes, are you using second inform or uh, first inform Griezmann? Right. The first in form maybe has a little bit of extra pace, better passing, better dribbling and agility because he beat a couple players to score the goal. Second in form, better shooting, right? Better attack positioning, some defending because he started, he was playing deeper in that game, whatever it might be. It adds variety, it adds complexity, and it ultimately should add longevity to the game cycle because there are more interesting things or more complex things. We, we won't say interesting because we're, you know, as we discussed, FIFA nerds here. But for your casual player, it adds additional aspects to where, oh man, I use the Griezmann that's got really great shooting and passing. Now I want to try the one that's got great like pace and dribbling or whatever. I would like, which one would I prefer? You know, it's how much do people love the Inaki Williams and Bellarabi SBCs, which we haven't seen in a long time, that are player picks where you had to decide, do I want the one with shooting or do I want the one with dribbling? I don't understand why team of the week, you can't start introducing things like that, even based off their regular gold card. I, I don't want to break the podcast or anything, but I absolutely agree with every single word <laughs> of that joke. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't heard from Kazooie on this. Uh, Kazooie, have you got any ideas for potential ways we could see the weekend league reward offering uh, being improved, whether they're more far-fetched or yeah. not? We haven't seen any like objective or SPC yet where you get like a really like low-rated version of, let's say, the one we got last year, uh, Daniel James, the future star one, which you were able to upgrade by doing objectives. That kind of stuff. Like, that's something that they maybe could implement too for Team of the Week. Like, as soon as a player gets like a Team of the Week, you, I don't know, reach 100 goals with that player and you get a plus three on his shooting. Uh, That kind of stuff. I mean, they could do a lot of stuff, but... Yeah, yeah, totally. I think everyone's made really good points just taking a step back and being realistic about the way that EA approaches things and, you know, spends their resources, I suppose. This year, it looks to me quite clearly like they've leaned into promos even more heavily because, of course, they are, you know, what earns the revenue. But with the fact they can customize in-game stats and the fact that they're getting into skill moves, uh, they're doing work rates, positions, all those kind of things, they're actually, as I've said before, producing cards which are unique and interesting and useful to people without them shooting way ahead of the curve. And I think that isn't something they can do with Team of the Week because those Friday promos have to be their focus for revenue reasons. Now, something that Japes is suggesting, for example, could potentially work, but in my opinion, almost makes Team of the Week too interesting. It needs to be the steady Eddie, the, I guess, formula upgrades that are simple for them to execute, don't take loads of dev resources like the promotions with all their intricacies compared to team of the week and of course ea a large corporation they're trying to make money aren't they ultimately and they don't want people trying to earn red pick promo items on a weekend when they would rather they were spending fifa points trying to get that promo item but actually i think over time they're gonna have to look at this again because in my opinion team of the season is too far away for us to be thinking about that being the next time that they make an improvement to weekend league rewards. But we should move on because I know some of our listeners won't be uh, playing weekend league. So this 
will have felt fairly uh, irrelevant apart from the coffee of course to them what i wanted to add though well actually kazooie i think you had a point to make on uh, rewards from the past right yeah i wanted to touch on uh the FIFA 17 rewards kind of system. Like, I didn't really play that much weekend league in FIFA 17. I think only one or two weekends. So, I'm not fully sure how it worked back then. But I've seen a lot of people, um, also last year actually, saying on Twitter mainly that they preferred that kind of system compared to the one we currently have. Was it so that like every month you were able to get an icon, or was that just it because was you just had to reach top one hundred? Ah, top one hundred. Yeah, 100. yeah. Okay, okay. So I think a lot of the people who are saying that are pros. To be honest, I think. The way that it worked, the fact that you got basically your red picks at the end of the month in a pack all together wasn't really that great because it massively locked yeah. you into playing consistently across a month. Yep. And you only got those players at the end of the month, which especially in the early game was kind of annoying because that player might have been really useful had you got them in a pick on the first or second week. But of course, you weren't getting them then, so they weren't as useful. So I would say that those thinking that that was the better system are likely top 100 players or players who could get that monthly icon, i.e. pros, basically, or definitely yeah, pros now. So yeah, I think probably not the best system, but as I said, definitely needs tweaking and some improvements across the rest of this cycle. Uh, let's move on to something different. Well, actually, I'll quickly mention team of the year you'll have probably got some kind of splash screen when you're listening to this or maybe it'll be out uh, on the day that this comes out or I'm not quite sure but I'm sure it'll come soon because as I've just been talking about there has to be a promo this week there's got to be something on Friday and it's got to be team of the year really I don't know what form that's going to take whether it's going to be a full team whether it's going to be forwards for example or one particular part of it or even they're going to twist the promo a little bit to uh, spice it up I am not sure at all but what I will say is if you have a meta player as a player in the hundreds of thousands of coins at this point, then do not panic and do not sell them in a dip that may come. Please just hold them because most of them tend to rise through team of the year. Mm -hmm. It's not a guarantee, but that is my key take home advice from this. And even if there's a dip during team of the year, people do buy their teams across team of the year, as we've talked about on the pod before. Um, so that's my main takeaway point on that. Right. Uh, let's have a break. We'll be back to talk about which icon you might want to craft during team of the year or if you have some fodder. And we'll be discussing whether fallbacks are worth it too. All that and more coming up after the break. Hello listeners and let me tell you briefly what's going on in the gameplay pod. Obviously we've got Kazooie talking about skill moves, talking about effective combos and skilling from a stationary position and why it's so good. Plus tips on how to defend skill moves which is probably even more crucial perhaps. And we also get into the new patch as well as how to press people wasting time in their defence. And we have two defensive inputs, one for pressing and one for defending skill moves that seem quite underrated and little utilized you can hear all that and much more discussion over on the gameplay pod which is available for supporters and you if you'd like it for just three pounds a month you get double the amount of podcast content even more than that in fact and you get to support the pod keep it going if you're able to and would like to head over to bit.ly slash more pod so that's bit.ly slash more pod Thanks for listening to this podcast and this little plug for the patron. Have a great week and I'll catch you just in a moment in the second half. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, 
finish it and get started on the next one. Download the app today because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. So getting into some questions, Broadfield asking, with the number of Icon SBCs out at the moment, during team of the year, which icon would you recommend crafting? Obviously, this can depend on your team, order, coin balance, all that kind of stuff. But we'll be interested to know from everyone who people think are the best to get hold of. And Steve, I know you've used Kaka now, so it would be interesting to hear your thoughts on him. Yep, got the coins from selling headliners Son and put them all straight into Kaka. Mm. And it's a card that took some getting used to. Mm. It's that. People have asked me, what's he like? And this is not to do Kaka disservice, but in terms of the way that he feels, the closest comparison that I can find is the uh, Freeze Balassi, mm. because you've got that kind of big man with the dexterity and the five-star skills. He's better than Balassi. Um, really want to underline that. It's, it's a bit of an odd card, and I think that Kind of back to what we were talking about, coming up against the same kind of teams, the same kind of players. I think that Kaka gives you that extra dimension because it's not the kind of player you come across every day. He's hard to push off the ball. So when he's when he's actually skilling, the animations just seem a little bit stranger. And kind of like Balassi, he can power through a lot of challenges. So whereas a lot of players would be executing the skill move and they'd be tackled without completing them, Kaka can actually mm. get through them. I'd, I'd recommend it. I think it's good value. I'd like to see what, what Alex would be able to do with it, quite honestly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you, Alex, actually, because you've got Kaka out there, but you've also got uh, Akotra as well, right? Yeah. So he's someone that is you know a bit more reasonably priced at 450k. Is he someone that you might look to do if you end up getting enough fodder? If I like have to choose between uh, like the icons that are available right now, I probably would go with Okocha, mm. just because of the price differences and... I feel Okocha like anyway, this year could be a fun player to use uh, due to like dribbling and skilling being, you know, one of the better things this year, mm. one of the more effective things. So yeah, if you're like thinking of doing an icon, it'll probably be uh, Okocha, I think. Mm. Yeah, he's an interesting player because he's physically not very good. But if you put a hunter on him, shooting, pace, dribbling, it's all very much there, isn't it? The one concern yeah. for me with him is he's got like 83 short passing, doesn't he? Stamina. Um, and uh, yeah, and Steve, are you saying the stamina as well? 72 is going to struggle yeah, a bit. Stamina's as well. not good, is it? My one, tip, need to hook yeah. him. My one thing with him, though, is he does have low defensive work rate, medium attacking. So if you put him on conservative interceptions, which means you get less stamina drain, maybe you might be able to get away with it. Japes, I wanted to come to you, though, because I feel like you're a. Well, I know you're a big fan of Cannavaro, right? What are your thoughts on that SBC? Yeah, he's eight hundred and something k at the moment, I believe. I mean, I think I think that's going to be a, a good card. I don't think you would be necessarily sad about doing that Cannavaro. He's he's like a rock this year. Mm. But I was I was explaining to somebody in my chat like Cannavaro is like how much better he's actually going to be than a card like Veron is debatable, which is so sad. Like, let me say yeah, yeah, yeah. how sad that is to begin with, and. EA has a tendency to release strong center back cards following team of the year to like, in my opinion, help people deal with some of the spicy attackers that come in promo. So mm. I think there's going to be a lot of interesting center back options that come about. So for me, I, I actually think Okocha is like a fairly good shout because um like having a fun skilled player like that, that you can fill the gaps for like, you don't, you don't, 
everybody's got a bunch of interesting bench options at that at this point already. And so like if you're putting Okocha in the middle for chemistry purposes, like almost to get you going and use him for f- even just a, a half, like I think that's pretty fair. The the one that I would consider doing if you're not an Alfonso Davies fan, who we assume is going to be the left back card for team of the year, and you're really talking about grinding, like for me, it's Roberto Carlos. Mm. One, because it's Roberto freaking Carlos. Two, he's got interesting high, high work rates. So actually, if you wanted to, you could totally play him in the midfield as a winger in a three back formation or as, you know, obviously a wing back in a five back formation. Once you get to a certain level with outside backs, like they're, they're a true luxury. Like, Again, Roberto Carlos, is he going to be like crazy better than, I hate saying this too, like Semedo or Ferlin Mendy is maybe a better proxy because he's not as big? Maybe not, but having that Brazil link at the back and like easy chemistry options from your left back and right back is always super, super nice. Hmm. So those are kind of the cards that I'm looking at. But Kenavaro, yeah, I think he's a good shout. I think he's fairly priced. As I've looked at the difference between baby Cannavaro and prime Cannavaro, like the acceleration is something that I would take into consideration with the prime one. Um, But I played against him this weekend and he was solid. So, you know, freak what you feel, man. Yeah, yeah. Want to pick up on what you said there, Japes, about um, about fullbacks being a bit of a luxury because this is something that I've got into a bit with the uh, the Tavernia SBC with people telling me what great value he is and, and what have you. Really... The fullbacks should be the last place where you're spending your coins relative to every other position mm. in, in a foot team. They barely contribute with assists. They barely score goals. They barely break up an attack. They're just not as influential as other positions. So I would always urge caution when it comes to spending a lot of coins on your fullbacks. Don't know if you, if you guys have any other thoughts on that. For me, um, I've actually been experimenting with like attacking fullbacks, and um, I mainly did that with the three. Oh no, the the four three two one formation, mm-hmm. and I ended up using Mendy, of course, one of my untradeable players, and uh, Atal, the road to the final one. And they just ended up scoring a lot of goals for me and providing mm. a lot of assists as well. So, yeah, it just really depends what your play style is. Like, I'm a very attacking-orientated player. I just always go on the attack, basically, and just, like, leave a lot of gaps behind me, which, uh, of course, is a bit risky. But, um, yeah, I feel anyway that the wingbacks, like you said, most people tend to not really invest a lot of coins in those positions, mainly because they kind of feel useless. Um, especially if you well, if you play meta with having tactics, them, right? Yeah, exactly. Like if exactly. you're playing meta and you have you're playing a four four two or a four two three one, you have your fullbacks on stay back while attacking. Stay then, back. like, yeah, exactly. don't don't spend on your fullbacks. But uh, yeah, definitely, Alex. That's who I, I was you speaking make, to, really. Yeah, I think Alex makes a great point, though. Yeah, as to they can make a huge difference if you're using them like really good fullbacks and you're actually allowing them to do what their ratings allow them to do. Yeah, like the, the gaps you can create like behind your opponent's defense is seriously crazy because like having a player like Atal who is like very well-rounded in pretty much every single stat, so dribbling, defending, pace, of course, and shooting as well. He was one of the players I really, really liked in that position. So mm. yeah, it's definitely uh, something to experiment with, definitely. A- attacking fullbacks are really, really potent. I mean, the the last two tactics that I've put out in the in the Foot Academy Patreon, the uh, the Bielsa tactics and the uh, I've just put out Liverpool tactics. The overlapping fullbacks are very much a feature, and the amount of two on ones you can create in wide positions is just crazy. And 
I, I think that it's it's really unfortunate that it's, it's still the prevailing idea that having your fullback set to stay back while attacking is is the meta because it's it's effective and it's fun getting them pushed forward. Mm. But uh, yeah, just just to clarify that saying that it's it's pointless spending coins on on fullbacks. Really, I was speaking more to the uh, the stay back while attacking merchants, yeah, yeah. which is the majority, I think, still sadly at the moment. Well, uh, it's an interesting point actually because again, yeah, talking about the effectiveness of it, the tactics I used to get elite three, I was using a talon, you know, overlap, get forward. He was really effective. You know, he got plenty of assists and and goals even as a result and I think it caught people out and uh, I was actually thinking talking of attacking left backs and uh, Dutch skillers uh, this Sink Craven the objective oh, yeah. player for the Bundesliga he's of course Dutch as well and he's uh, four star skills uh, looks a very strong player if people can be sort of bothered to grind it, I suppose it looks pretty good I don't know about the links though that's the only thing right <laughs> yeah the links might be a little bit of a problem but um yeah, I've, I have him in front of me at the moment, and his dribbling is really good. Mm. 88 dribbling, 92 agility. He could definitely be one of the one of the contenders yeah, in terms yeah. of like having a decent uh, attacking fullback. And he's, you know, as you said, an objective player. Doesn't cost any uh, coins, so no harm in uh, in trying that out. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, a, he's a good one. And uh, going back to headliners, uh, Tavernier, I think. I think you made a good, an interesting point, Steve, because although he'll get probably a few upgrades because you know, they're playing well, uh, he takes penalties, they are obviously a very attacking team in the league and I'm sure they'll get penalties. Uh, I think the one thing about him, though, and, and the price is not you know crazy, 180k or whatever, he does have 74 defensive awareness. And I don't know about you or any of you on this podcast, but for me, defensive awareness is actually one of the most important stats this year and also fairly underrated. Like players with low defensive awareness, you'll really notice they don't feel so good in the jockey. Their positioning is off and they can kind of cause you real problems. Like I realized that Michele, uh, right back, you know, the Leipzig uh, right back who has quite low defensive awareness. He has amazing stats otherwise defensively with the shadow, but he just never really felt as good as, I mean, you know, even someone like Atal, who's not defensively amazing. Uh, Steve, did you, I think that's something you mentioned, actually, I saw on Twitter about the defensive awareness. On yeah, there. I mean, it's a lot of people seem to be doing this card with the idea of playing him at centre-back. I mean, that is the zeitgeist at the minute, isn't it? Getting your right-backs, left-backs, playing them at centre-back. You can You can boost it to an extent by putting a sentinel on him. But that's still going to take you to just 84, and it's it's just not enough. I tried Traore at centre-back for a while, and it was his defensive awareness that let him down. Mm. But, you know, I mean, that you can at least boost that to 84. I think maybe the bigger concern, especially if you're going to play him at centre-back, is the 78 reactions, because there's nothing you can do about that. You're pretty much stuck with it. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and yeah, again, I think that's one of the reasons why Varane is so strong this year as well. His defensive awareness uh, and pace are basically unmatched on the game at the moment. And I think Japes, you made a good point about them potentially bringing centre-backs that are going to uh, be able to compete uh, more with Team of the Year players. And I think those are going to have to have higher defensive awareness and uh, pace yeah. uh, than currently. Also, as you know, a lot of people run... Uh, Premier League teams are like ish. There are a lot of good Brazilian links. I I don't know. My spidey senses are tingling. They usually release that David Luiz card <laughs> somewhere around this time of year, the flashback. Mm. But this year... Yeah, where's his flashback? <laughs> well, this year, I think it's got Tiago Silva written all over it. Ooh, um, yeah. I think they they skipped the David Luiz. Tiago Silva could have easily been included in Team of the... In fact, if you were going to include a PSG player, for me, it's Tiago Silva. So, mm. and... I think he could have been in ahead of perhaps Ramos, but 
that is not going to be the case because he is not as popular as Ramos. And so how the voting goes, is just never going to work. So I think you could easily make a case that EA is going to just, you know, put David Luis's flashback out to pasture, uh, if you will, and bring in that Tiago Silva flashback card, which let's be real, we're all going to do it if it's good value, which I would assume that it will be. And he'll have something like 80... 80, 82 pace would be my guess. Uh, you know, we'll see where they flash him back to. But that card is that card is coming. Like, mark my words. And if they if it doesn't come for whatever reason, one, I'll be shocked. And two, it's a massive, massive miss for EA mm. uh, because people would go nutty for a Brazilian center back like that in the Premier League with, you know, Chelsea links or whatever at this point. But yeah. obviously the Brazilian links are important. Yeah, although that said, Chelsea fans seem to think that uh, EA have something against them, actually. Who doesn't? Uh, very few, yeah, very few Chelsea special items this year. Uh, but let's move on to another, well, ex-Chelsea player. Gonzalo Higuain, he's got a flashback item. Weird to think that he's going to be playing under Phil Neville. Quite why David Beckham would spend so much time building up a MLS franchise. Well, maybe not him himself, but still, uh, only to have it managed by Phil Neville. Presumably has nothing to do with them being buddies. But yeah, anyone who's followed women's football, England women's football, will know that it doesn't seem like the best decision. Japes, uh, as our NA correspondent, what are your thoughts? I actually think it's an all right looking card. You know, you put a finisher on him, you get the 98 positioning, 99 finishing, 99 shot power, 98 agility, 90 balance, 99 dribbling. I would have, I mean, I think the 80 composure, let's be real, that's fair for Higuain. That's not been his forte <laughs> throughout his career. But I, I think that's pretty fair. I think there's some, you know, you're, you're able to create a nice little MLS team. I'm, I'm really curious to use him because I believe Iguain also has a unique body type. And Mm. for those that maybe are new or maybe we haven't, or you haven't like, I don't know, heard us mention it, but when oftentimes when players have unique body types in FIFA, they get that like glitchy little benefit in the attack going forward. Mm. So, you know, Iguain, I think his unique type is semi-truck so i don't know how glitchy he'll be but i'm i'm curious to try him out so i'm, I'm probably gonna take to the old youtubes and see if i can't catch a few uh videos of him just to see how he's moving yeah the stockpile of mls players is certainly growing i think it's quite deliberate on ea's part but anyway back to what we were talking about before actually which was fullbacks brammers has this question EA has released a bunch of amazing fullbacks recently, with Acuna and Kleiber in particular built as players who can be moved into midfield, or I'd say centre-back with great success, certainly for Kleiber. What are some examples of useful midfielders or defenders who can be moved to fullback to fill the gap? And I think this is a really interesting point, because people often talk about moving players into midfield or into centre-back, etc. But sometimes people are moving, say, Mendy from centre-back, where maybe the chem hit isn't so bad for him, uh, which makes sense. But beyond that, can you think of many midfielders who you could move from midfield who have the pace to play fullback? Because I think that can be um, a bit of a challenge. Like I tried Renato Sanchez there, who you would have thought would make sense because he's got you know decent defensive stats. He's got I think ninety four yeah, pace he's a bit clueless. with a shadow. But yeah, it's the sort of defensive awareness. It's the not top top tier pace, I suppose, that it didn't quite work for him. So yeah, any suggestions here, Steve? Maybe uh, is there anyone you've switched across there? Definitely, uh, Kappa. The I was about to play. say him too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the freeze yeah, Kappa. Good. I'm playing him at right back uh, in my odd squad on the uh, the road to, road to glory at the moment. I mean, his authentic position is right back, so he's obviously 
comfortable there. Mm. Also, another one, um, centre back rather than a midfielder, but Jesus Navas again. You know, his natural position is right back, so you can switch him out there if you want to play Traore in the middle or some other right back, Kleiber or somebody. Then he's a good option to move out there. But uh, Kappa, yeah, glad that I uh, glad that I did the six hour grind to get him that time. Mm. Yeah, they're both good uh, options. Uh, Kazuya, have you got anyone to add, or has he taken it with Kappa? Yeah, yes, sir. Sorry, mate. Because always meant to be the guest. I should have asked him first. <laughs> the issue is you're moving this player out of midfield, which is, of course, something you might not want to do. But Marcus Lorente, I think the inform looks like a very solid fullback, although his acceleration might not be quite there. And actually, talking about Marcus Lorente, uh, Valverde would potentially be a better option, even the inform, because. He does have better acceleration and really, really solid defensive stats and physical stats. But I think, again, the issue is taking that player out of midfield, Japes. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts are on this. I think, But I think that's the point, right? Is there are very few... Yeah. Like, if a card has the stats to play right back, chances are they're like an animal as a box-to-box midfielder. Mm. And taking them out of the midfield just feels... sad in general there's actually uh one base guard which uh just a base gold which actually is a midfielder by default and limer yeah would probably be one of the better right backs and ea funny enough actually gave him a right back card so yeah yeah Yeah. that's a really good point and uh i think dos santos he's still available as an SBC. potentially that la galaxy player if you could fit him in would be really good so if you are if you're somebody that's using ferland mendy as well you can switch Ferland Mendy to the right back spot because he's five star weak foot. And mm. there's a host of players that are left footed that you could drop back. The one that I looked at most recently is that storyline Duncan card mm. who could card. easily do a job as a left back in my mind. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. And then, you know, you obviously have like Chiellini and, you know, a hand, there's, a, there's a handful of left footed players like moving a player there's a bunch of players that you could move back from midfield to left back and feel better just because their left foot it was three star weak foot but it's forcing you kind of into using Ferland Mendy and moving him over to the right side mm. I can't let this go without giving a shout out to uh, squad foundations Nick Lima mm-hmm. the uh, the left back he's another right footer and again he's he's really comfortable at right back that is a great card mm-hmm. although I, one of the things I'd say about someone like Chiellini is I mean personally I, I don't think I could quite use him just because for like, what is it, 90 pace he has? Bang on with shadows. Maybe not quite as high as you'd want a left back, maybe. I guess maybe if you're having him on stay back, you could get away with it. But I get a bit twitchy if they're only just 90 pace at full back. Yeah, what I would tell people too that most people don't think about is if you're if you want to switch a right back into the midfield, chances are you're switching them to a central midfield position. Mm. And like a seven chem or a right back that starts on seven chem is totally fine. And so what I'm going to say is yeah. if you want to start two right backs, you start the one that you want to play as a midfielder at right back on full chem, move him into the midfield, move a central midfielder to say right mid and take the seven chem right mid and move him to right back. And you're going to be just fine. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think that is the logical way of doing it. If you're happy to play a player off chem, which yeah, I think increasingly most people are uh, realizing that's fine, even though, yeah, I don't know, because I know you're, you're someone who loves your squad building and probably oh, yeah. that hurts, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that what I would say to people is if you're considering playing someone off chem, compare the stats of the player that you would be playing on full chem with the stats of the player that's going to be on seven chem. And chances are you're going to be like, oh, I think I would just rather have the stats of the seven chem player. Still hurts me though when I do it. So, um, you know, deep down. 
My, well, try not to think too much about my, that. My foot, if you make little... him a right wing back, it feels a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not my end game team. That's what I have to keep telling myself. One final thing on content because we've just mentioned him. There is Alfred Duncan. The oh uh, the yeah, level the level fifteen, 15 storylines yeah, card. Yeah, that's a good chance. He is outstanding. If that is not the best ever eighty three rated card in FIFA Ultimate Team, I'd like to know what is. Mm. Yeah, he does it really good. And yeah, he's. If you put a shadow on him, he's in game. He's like a ninety-one plus at multiple positions across the back. Like it's just a, he's a, he's just a crazy crazy card. The series that I was talking about in the stream over the weekend, the Serie A, has had some amazing objective cards. Like that Correa hmm. was he an SBC? No, he was an, an objective. objective. Correa yeah, was objective. A, an objective. Dulafeu, uh, Duncan. Yeah, Tello. Like the Serie A is stacked with awesome objective cards this year. Hmm. Yeah. Great. Well, I think that wraps us up. Um, we shall say our goodbyes then and we'll uh, hop onto that supporter gameplay pod uh, to chat about uh, skilling and much more with Kazooie here. Uh, first of all, then I'll say goodbye to Japes. Japes, thanks very much for joining us as you so often do. Been great to have you. Uh, it's been real. If you guys want to say what's up to me, you can head over to my stream on the weekend. I stream Saturday, Sunday mornings, US time, so afternoon UK, and that's twitch.tv slash FIFA. And of course, if you have questions or you just want to tell me that I'm frankly wrong, about something that I said, you can always tweet me at AirJapes on Twitter. It doesn't do any good. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Steve, you would you would agree with my wife on this. I can't be stubborn. <laughs> uh, yeah, someone in the Discord was talking about their other half getting the May book titled um, How to Accept That You're Wrong or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> My wife yeah. hasn't gone that far. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, wait, that's what you know. I'm not going to give her yet. any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, Steve, it's been great to have you too. Thanks very much for joining us. Yeah, pleasure. And hey, there was much more to discuss than we than we thought, what, 40-odd yeah. minutes ago, I guess. You just set um, James up and he's he's running and he takes up a good amount of the pod. It's great. That's <laughs> it. Put a coin in the meter and off he goes. <laughs> um, people can follow me, as always, on Twitter, at the Foot Coach. Uh, I would also urge people now's a really good time to be checking out the uh, the Foot Academy Patreon because uh, this well last week there was a new set of tactics that went in there how to play the Liverpool way really aggressive with the counter pressing attacking fullbacks and what have you uh, really fun system it's got good reviews from the guys uh, that are supporting the Patreon at the moment uh, and if you want to get out of this sort of meta way of playing if you want to have a bit more fun definitely recommend that you you take a look at that so. That is um, patreon.com forward slash foot academy. Nice. Great. And then, of course, last but definitely not least, Kazooie or Kazooie94, for those who don't know, um, <laughs> where can people be finding you? You can find me as always just at Kazooie94 on every single social media. So for Twitter, if you have any questions, which is at Kazooie94. For any tips and tricks on YouTube, Kazooie94 as well, regarding skill moves and all that. And of course, if you want to watch me live, then uh, you can follow me on my Facebook page, which is fb.gg slash kazooie94. Nice. Uh, and Kazooie, huge thanks for coming on. We'll look forward to your insights on the gameplay pod, but thanks very much for now. It's been great. It was a pleasure. Pleasure is all ours. And of course, you'll be able to catch that if you're a supporter of the pod very soon after the release of this content pod on the supporter feed. If you're listening on the main feed, that gameplay pod will be already out and you can go listen to us talk about skill moves, talk about pressing and the new patch and plenty plenty more too i'm sure you can support the pod keep it going get double the amount of foot weekly content over on the patreon you can get to that via bit.ly slash more pod so that's bit.ly slash more pod right all that's left to be said is a huge thank you to all those supporters for keeping the podcast going and of course those icon patrons dave b dj fifa player 
Coach Vass, Hugh J, Thomas, Alan G, Hunter B, Alistair, Martin M, Jordan, Matt L, Liam B, Harry P, Sam B, Adam G, Neil P, David S, Robbie S, Andrew C, Tom B, Paul S, Stephen F, Eric T, Christopher R, Jonathan P, Elliot M, Lee A, Paul, Johan P, Dominic, Rob P, Michael, Brian S, Sila P, James P, Mikhail L, Nishant, Ruben D, Dougie, Anthony R, also ran, Jeff B, Stephen M, Roger D, Dan W, Pobius, Sporkum, Bronco, Matt H, and Savage P. Before I leave you, I just wanted to say that, well, FIFA's a bit like life, really. It has its many ups and its many downs. And if you are having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice, and support, or even just a chat available to anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, I'll catch you next time. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network.